right, all right. Welcome, everyone. Episode 40 of the Center Circle um, podcast. I know 40's got around quick, innit? 40. 40. Oh, little milestone. Send away us. from the big, uh, big five Yeah. That's the little celebration. Have a little yeah, drink. You have to do something there. for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Right. On hosting duties today, you got myself, Keith. Isaac. And got a little special guest in the building. Mm. You want to guess him up? <laughs> I won't guess him up. I won't guess him up. Got <laughs> uh, Adrian in the building today. How are you doing, Adrian? Mr. Locksmith. Right. Right. Yeah, we're calling the locksmith. We're What's locksmith. happening? Well, nothing much is happening, you know. Just honoured to be here, be part of it. Okay, and, and, okay. Yeah, just just fill us in. Who's your team? What's the, and uh... so my team's Arsenal. Oh god, yeah, another Arsenal fan in here. Another, no, can't get rid of them. So right, we're just going to touch on the Premier League games that have happened over this week, this weekend. Sorry, have a quick review of the Champions League and the European games that took place last week. Have a little forward look. The fixtures coming up next weekend in the Premier League and touch on the announcement that came out today about the new format of the Club World Cup. So yeah, before we get into it, just want to say thank you for all the likes, subscribes, listen, please keep it up for the engagement really helps with us. So yeah, keep those likes, subscriptions, comments going. All right, let's get into it. Arsenal 2, Brighton 1. So with this result, Arsenal go back to the the top of the league. By right, a point now, isn't it? Yeah, point between them and us. And yeah, so, no, it wasn't 2-1. It was 2-0, wasn't it? Yeah, it was my, my, apologies, my apologies. My apologies. Where did that come from? Like, like I sleep last night, watching the, the boxing in the UFC. Like, yeah, my, yeah, yeah. my apologies. Um, So I didn't see the game today. Any of you watched the game? Or catch catch the highlights? Caught some of it. Caught, caught some, some of it. it, yeah. I caught some of it. I won't have yeah. to be honest, not my bag. So I was keep, keeping <laughs> keeping up to date with it with the the messages in the in the WhatsApp group. Nil nil at half time. Arsenal had a few chances. Yeah, a few people are like could be a bit tricky, but others were a little bit confident that Arsenal would see it throughout. How how are you thinking? You know what? It, it's been. I, I think I was speaking to my friend last night about it, and was looking at the results, and they've beaten us like the last three games at the Emirates. Right. So it was a tricky game, but I think they've had some injuries. That was in our favour. But the, what I did see of the game, we dominated today. We totally dominated that game. It should have been six. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had loads of chances. They couldn't get out of their half. So, you, is that what you thought? Because when I was watching, it looked scrappy. It looked a bit back and forth. No. They, looked... they, what I saw, what I was at, they, when they were trying to play out, Saliba and, and Gabriel were so high up. Like they had so much confidence in their pace to recover if they needed to, mm. that they they blocked out the attack and they would intercept or make it be a long pass and it goes straight through to Rea. Is that confidence in their ability to recover, or is it the fact that they don't think Brighton have enough to cause them a problem, so they can now push forward? No, I think it was confidence and ability to recover because who they got on the wing? Um, I'm going to say his name wrong. Matoma. Matoma. And, then, and uh, who was on the other wing? So they they started with a with four at the back, they had two holding with Gross and Gilmore, and they had Adingra and Matoma essentially on, yeah. on the wings. Okay. So let's pace it out there. And Evans is a big um Oh, he can he can be a target man and yeah. then allow them to Yeah. Yeah, okay, fine. Fair enough. Um from what I saw, Arsenal looked the dominant team, but it wasn't dominant in the sense of it's all one way traffic. It looked like at any moment Brighton could hit you on the counter. 
Now, the only thing with Brighton that I, I noticed is they, well, in particular, Lalana seemed to have a, a bit of bite about him. Mm-hmm. Kept going in for like leaving, leaving a bit on players. Bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Milner looked a little sloppy, which was quite surprising. Um, yeah, it just looked from the moments that I saw a, quite a bit scrappy. So I'm surprised to hear you say that it, it was it wasn't in, it was in fact just all one one way. Yeah, and what what Arsenal done really well today was their press. Their mm. press was really structured, really organized. Uh, they went man for man and they, they suffocated the option. Mm-hmm. And they, that's what made him go long. And like I said, Gabriel or Saliba would just pick it up, um, pick off Evans. And I think I think the, the person I was concerned about was Ben White. Um, but he done okay. Why why would you be concerned about Ben White? I think Matoma um getting at him, okay. but he, he never got the chance to get at him. Yeah. I, I think he had one opportunity, twice, twice, two opportunities in the game. And both times he did get past it. I think he got fouled once by Ben White. Ben White pulled him back. And then the second time, he got at him and got a crossing. Okay. Oh, um, is that when Gross nearly scored? Yeah. Make it 1-1. Yeah. So, yeah, other than that, there wasn't many Brighton chances. No. So it and was... I think if you look at the stats, again, corners, shots on target. Yeah. Off target, should I say. So, Brighton actually had more possession. But Arsenal had 26 shots compared to their six. Nine on target compared to their one. Ten corners compared to their one. So, yeah, it's quite dominant. And um, those who listen to the pod regularly will know that uh, Daz has been quite vocal about Arsenal performances this year, mm-hmm. saying that they haven't been good enough, etc. He actually messaged in a group saying it was the best he's seen them and play. So. I'm surprised. It's mad that he's saying that <laughs> Arsenal are not playing well, but United are playing well. Yeah, that, that, is, yeah that, that is very true. But I think he's he's looking at last season here. So, yeah, like, yeah, of course. Of course. The bells and the whistles of... Um, As an Arsenal have, fan... How do, at this point of the season, what does this win represent for you, for Arsenal? What do you think it represents? I think that's a tricky question because we're near enough around the same point margin as last season. Mm-hmm. So you're, up, uh, you're, you're four points worse off than last season, actually. So we're four points worse off. How, but I think it's more about what does the performance look like. Okay. And it's like, even against Aston Villa, even though we lost that game, Actually, we nullified Aston Villa. Again, we didn't take chances. We had chances to equalise. We had yeah. chances to take the lead. We're showing like we're starting to control the game so much more than what we did before. And I think this game, again, kind of showed, demonstrated, actually we're taking full control of the game. The way we're pressing, like Rice, the way he anticipates the danger, which is so key, he gets a little touch on, which deflects it to Saka or Ben White or Odegaard um, or Saliba. It makes such a difference. Um, we are missing party because I think if we bring party back in, or when he's fitting, comes back in, I think there's going to be games that we're going to dominate even more. So, if Party comes back in, do you play Odegaard, Rice, Party, or does Kai get dropped? Because Kai actually in a bit of good form right now mm. in that middle three. So, what is it? Party is an option off the bench now, considering how well Rice I think, is doing. I think Party would have to be an option off the bench, but then it does give us the option of actually we can push Kai up and then take full control of the middle and utilize his height in certain games. So, drop Jesus. And yeah, bring... certain, uh, drop it. Yeah, drop okay. it. Certain games where we need that height and physicality against the back line. Even though Jesus is physical, I think that makes a small difference sometimes. But it's interesting you say Jesus because since he came out and said... I don't score, score goals. I'm not <laughs> in the business score, of score scoring goal. goals. Oh, it's not my strong point. I think he's actually scored in every game <laughs> since, since he said that. So, he actually got a goal today. Um, 
came in from a, a corner and it, yeah, he was unmarked at the, at the back post. It was quite sloppy uh, as far as Brighton are concerned. And then, um, as, as I just mentioned, Kai Havertz got the, the second goal, who, who's in a rich vein of form in terms of goal scoring. There's a lot of scrutiny on him and his performances up until, I'd say, the last international break. I think since the international break, he's been a bit of an integral part of the team. I think his performances have improved. I wouldn't say they're stellar in terms of he's been head and shoulders above everyone else yeah. in, in the team. But kind of getting up to speed from where he was, I think it's it's quite good. What about Brighton? Flip side, other flip side of the coin. How is this a dent in their running? Do they still look like they're capable of regaining Europe again? I, I think they do. So for me personally, I, I've, I've said that Brighton are going to be a team who go on and win two or three games on the bounce and then they'll lose maybe one lose one, lose, lose two, etc. Because if you look at the league table, they're ninth with 26 points. Exactly. Tottenham are fifth with 33 points. So it's not a... It's not a massive spread. It's not a massive spread. And you can easily see Brighton going on a two, three-game winning streak and but, then being in the mix. Okay, so my the, way, the reason why I asked that is because they've now got Europe to contend with, right? European games. And they're not playing small boys. They're not playing, like, just something-something from the, the white the yeah. mountains of the yeah. Eastern <laughs> Europe. Do you understand what I'm no, saying? Yeah, yeah. They're playing Marseille. They're yeah, playing that's... big teams, like very well-known teams. Then on top of that, we're now running into what we have that no other league has is the December congestion. Mm. And like you said, they've got injuries. Well, so think... does this... You know, have they, a... these are the kind of games they kind of need the result. The rhythm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think with Deserby he's not afraid to tweak it and make a change for certain yeah, games. He, he and rotates I, I, a lot. And yeah. I think that's the difference between... I think it was that... I think he's made 67 changes. Damn. Something yeah. around that. It's, it's high. And that's, I think that's the difference between him and Howe. Howe's chance is, 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 his choice has been taken away from him somewhat. Somewhat. We'll come that's on to Newcastle. We're going to I'm going to debate that a little bit. Yeah. But... And I'm with you. <laughs> However, Deserby will tweet the formation. Yeah. Like, he was playing gross right back. Yeah, a couple of the games he's played in yeah, wing yeah, back, yeah, so yeah, yeah. he's not afraid to say, "All right, for this game, I'm going to set up this way," and I think that's what's going to get him through and help him have a good chance at getting back into Europe again. Okay, yeah. and enough. I would even yeah. say that they've played, they've played, they've their group has finished, mm-hmm. and they're still within touching distance of European places within the Premier League. Mm-hmm. So I think they've shown that they're able to kind of play the Hang third day, come out. Play, I'm yeah. not sure what their record is with playing Thursday and then what their prime result is on the Sunday. But they've shown that they can they can juggle it and that they're still able yeah. to compete at, yeah, yeah, yeah. at the highest level in the in the Premier League doing that. So yeah, so it's a it's a good win for for Arsenal. I think going into the game next week, we'll cover that a bit later on, but um that's gonna be a bit of a massive game. It's not often you get first v second. Yeah. Playing in the in the Premier League, um, but I would say that Arsenal would be pretty confident going in into that game. Would you say so? Mm, you know what, you would say so, but I think we're still learning as a squad. Like last season was a big learning curve, so hence why we're changing the way we've played a little bit. Like we're looking at controlling the game a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think there's still going to be a bit of nerves that comes into that game, and it's going to make it a tricky game. 
So like a draw would be a good result, a win would be an excellent result. You know, really? Yeah, I think I you think, don't think it would be a draw. A win would be a good result, and a battering would be an excellent result. Nah, I'll be. You know what it is? It's about how I I remember all the big games. Is like mm-hmm. all right, you take a point off your your rival. You don't lose to them. You take a point off of them. Mm-hmm. You understand, and that that was the big thing. You take a point off of them, and that was Jose thing. All right, if I get a point. The win's the bonus. Mm-hmm. You understand? But I'm going to make sure you don't beat us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're trying to do. Make sure we're like, we become difficult to beat and we get that point off of Liverpool. So it'd be a bit similar to when Liverpool got a point at the Etihad a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Like, I was happy with that because, like you say, go to one of your rivals who you think you're going to be challenging the league for, getting a point from them, it wouldn't be a, wouldn't be a, a bad result. Um, Arteta, it's been a bit of... Um, Media hype around him of late. Obviously, the um, <clears throat> the rant he went on after the the Newcastle game, he escaped a ban from that. Yeah. Um, did you did you hear the the reasoning? Yeah. <laughs> <He> <laughs> gave... The whole the whole language barrier. <laughs> the the, the like, language barrier. It's fine. I thought barrier. it was quite quite an ingenious way to to get out of that. But um, he got he got cautioned again today. Do you think? I don't want to say. Do you think the FA or the referees have got it out for him? But do you think the referees are he's, making, he's making a rod for his own back, no, he isn't he? Yeah. I agree. The more you, the more you come out and and talk about them, the more they're gonna go. What we don't like, a small margin, yeah. exactly. And you know, we get it. You're frustrated. The, the decisions are not going your way. Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. Eh, come on, bro. Well, like today, the yellow card he got. When I watched it, he was flashing. He was going. He's um, insinuating for the yellow. He's going like. Yellow, yellow. And then he realized what he's doing, so he started shaking his hands. Did you see that? Yeah, of course. He started I saw waving that. his hands like oh, <laughs> he like... said he was waving at one of the players. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Come on. So, I was like, you know, like exactly. Oh, you know, like, it's a fr- it's 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 in the rule book. You're not meant to do that. If you do that, you get booked. Technically, um, Matoma should have got a yellow, and the ref let it go. Because when um Ben White pulled him back, he, he turned around and went like that to the ref. Yeah, it's, they're not consistent with that. Because like, I've thing. seen yeah. it a few times yeah. in a few games, and the the players are yeah. getting off with it. Because that's why players are still doing it because. They know they might not get booked for it when they, they should do, but um, yeah, I think it's interesting. I think <laughs> the um, the officials are kind of you know, you know, back in the day when Ferguson could just say anything, mm. I think now they're just like, well, that don't happen no more. No, well, we'll get, on to that. we'll get on to that in the Liverpool <laughs> United they, game. I think, I think the officials are get, like Roy, Roy had a go at the officials. Uh, um, the Man City game, no, not the Man City game, um, also, game. Also, yeah, but that was polite though, weren't it? No, but he. <laughs> When I listened to what he said, I said, hmm, actually, you're kind of... And then um, the Zerbys going at them. Oh, about the percentage. And then Silver went at them. Uh-huh. Yeah. As well, Silver went at them um, yesterday for the um, for the, the card, the red card. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they are yeah, a lot more vocal. So, yeah, Arsenal end the weekend in, in top spot after the impressive victory. So, yeah, let's see how it shapes out running up until Christmas. Game two, Manchester City two, Palace two. Boy, I mean, I'm I'm not as eager to say the 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 wheels are falling off just yet, <laughs> like you are. Um, I'm, I'm not saying the wheels are falling because off because this is City, and I'm still very very mindful of the fact that they've got the Club World Cup about to kick off yep. yeah. for them. Mm-hmm. It's already, obviously it's already in full flow, but for them it's about to kick off. And then on top of that, they've got to come back to their congestion, fi- mm. um, fixture congestion. congestion. And on top of that, we all know what City get like. And De Bruyne has still got to come back. 
So I'm not ready to say, oh, this is it for City. I'm going to wait until the end of January and see where we are. Do you think, when I'm looking at them at the moment, why there's a lot of, I'm hearing the murmurs of reservations about them going for the fourth now. When I was looking at the squad today, and in particular one player being missing, or two players being missing, one was sold, which is Palmer. Yeah. And then obviously De Bruyne is injured. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I looked at, the, the, only today though, Zinchenko. And what I mean by that is they've gone very narrow now mm-hmm. as a team. So when you look at, like if Doku's in, then that's a bit of whiff. But when you look at their fullbacks, apart from Walker, the rest of their fullbacks ain't giving them no real whiff. And to be honest, they're not really, on the left side, they're not really fullbacks. Because they've been playing Vardio as left back. Because they sold Angelino. Yep. And then they let Zinchenko go. Yeah. And then they've so, also got, what's his name out on loan? Canelo. Yeah. yeah. Even though Canelo will come inside, He's a bit more of a ball player. When you look at the fullbacks, the ones that are playing left-back, they're not yeah. as much as... Are we letting that one slide? You said it twice. It's all right, man. It's, <laughs> What's that? it's a debut. It's a debut. He <laughs> said it twice. Are we letting it slide? It's all right, man. It's all right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, for me, as I said, I don't think they're going to roll over as many teams have they, as they have done previously. Yeah. And I just think that's more, not because of their drop, I just think, the elevation in the other teams around them. So Arsenal, Liverpool, even Aston Villa. So I think as we go into like the latter part of the season, there's going to be teams that are more up for the fight against Manchester City. So if you take yesterday, for example, Manchester City go 2-0 up. I thought the first goal was really good. The pass from Foden to Grealish was, was, yeah, it was tidy, very tidy. Grealish slots it in. Makes it 1-0, 1-0 at halftime. Going to the second half, Lewis makes it 2-0. And generally, or normally, you'd think, game done, innit? Like, is Man City at home? I know Palace have got a decent record there mm. in the last couple of years, etc. I don't always kind of buy into that. But you'd think, oh, yeah, game done. But what I've noticed from City, they are giving up chances yeah. a lot more than what they have done in previous seasons. So, I'm not only giving up the chances, the team's actually scoring. So, you look at the the first goal that they concede, Schlupp gets the ball and he just makes a break down the the City right-hand side, crosses it in for Mateta, easy goal. And even the equaliser, it's just just sloppy. Sloppy play from Manchester City, ball breaks, I'm not sure who won the, the penalty. I can't uh, remember. Mateta. Mateta. I was the yeah, Mateta. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't a pen. That wasn't. It was a pen. That was a pen. Okay, all right. It was a pen, but it's the way he was like rolling around. But Foden was rolling around to try and make out that Mateta <laughs> had, when he blatantly, when he blatantly, blatantly kicked him. Oh. Um, and yeah, to be fair, it's a bit of a pressure penalty from Elise. Elise, you know, what, 93rd minute, I think it was? Yeah. Um, oh, 90, 95th minute. Away at City, scores the penalty. Um, I, I just think, and I don't think it's just going to happen to City. I just think across the league, we're going to see teams good. dropping points. And I and don't think City... Teams drop points every year. That's a, that's a no. given. But what, in what manner or what fashion? Like, in the case of, like, they're up and then they just, you know, fall apart or... 
Like today with Liverpool United, I think that was anticlimactic. Everyone just assumed Liverpool was going to win, and then boom, you know, what 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 sense? Because that it, teams lose points every year. That's nothing new. No, but I think I think previous years it was like the amount of games they lost was a lot less. Like it looks like everyone's going to be losing around the five six game mark this season. Like I'm in the top four mm-hmm. in particular, where before it might be three games now. It's like Everyone's going to be losing. And there's going to be a, quite a few shocks. I, I think Luton's going to hurt a few teams at their ground. Yeah. Like I say, I think the, the fear factor's gone, isn't it? I think, yeah. you, okay. I think you, can, uh. you can get at them. Because if you look at their, their team that they, they played yesterday... Um, and it was a patched-up Palace team, wasn't it? As well? Yeah, pretty much. So the defence was all, uh, Walker, Diaz, Ake, Vardio. As I said, for the amount of money they paid for Vardio and the reputation that he came in with, granted... He played the majority of the games. What did back. you say, Bins, in the group? This is why you don't I remember them. buy players based off the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's true, though. But he, true. He had, to be fair, he had a bit of a rep going into the World as, Cup. As, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he did. And then, not that Lewis is not a, a good player, but having Lewis next to Rodri for the money that Man City are spent on their squad, etc., you'd think someone with a little bit more to them than Lewis would be playing. Um, and obviously Haaland's out. Alvarez up up top. So, right there, not a full, full strength. But, yeah, I guess, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how City go on. I know De Bruyne coming back is going to be like massive for them. Massive. And, and going to have an impact. But as I said at the start of the season, he's aging. He's coming, he's coming off the back of a big injury. He might not hit the levels that we know or he wants. As so, long as he's 80% of his usual, that's still quite a high level. And there's one more player um, that I don't think he's getting the system yet. But if once he gets it, it's Nunes. Nah. Nah. I don't know if he's I think that's a bust. I think that's a bust. I don't think that's a bust. I think there's a player in there. You think so? Yeah, I remember watching for Wolves. Because even Pep's had, even Pep's already had a few murmurs about him. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he's had a few digs about him. So he's done that historically with loads of players and then they've produced for him. Nah, not really. When Pep has a dig at at a player, it it, they don't last. They don't last. I think it was Yaya at Barca. Yep. Got rid of him. Yeah. And Seducator took his place. And then not long after Seducator was gone. Mm -hmm. And then what we've seen with City, it's been Quite a few players. Yeah, quite a few, man. Just quite a few players. We saw him when he first came in, Hart out the door. Oh, yeah. Bag a man out the door. Bayern, Thiago was. Mm. Mm. This is it. Um, just touching on Crystal Palace. So, I saw them against Liverpool last week. I thought they were really good, really organized. Mm. Um, I think their centre back combination of. Anderson and Gay is a really good combination. I think Gay is a really good defender. I think Southgate needs to trust him a little bit more going forward. Don't know if that will happen, but that's another conversation. Um, Richards, who's been playing in midfield for them. Omar um, Richards. Huh? Omar Richards or yeah. different Richards? Uh, I don't know his first name. Sorry, bro. Yeah, the American Chris. Uh, uh, so I was chatting to my Crystal Palace supporting friend he said he's Chris nat- Richards yeah the he's American naturally, he's naturally a centre back yeah he's yeah, been yeah. playing in midfield yeah, yeah and I think he's been doing a, a decent job yeah. like for 
essentially playing out a position. I don't know where he played it, the youth player, etc. He Might played be. a couple games for Palace, I think, last season at centre back, yeah. and he, he had a he had a good time. Yeah. So, so yeah, he's, I'm not he's, surprised. he's doing really well. Um yeah, obviously Elise and Mateta doing the job. I think Roy Hodgson said he's not going to manage beyond this season. So what what do you think Palace's aims at? Is it just kind of try and get a top half finish? And that's good for them. That's a nice farewell for Roy saying I got Crystal Palace out of a rut. They were in under Patrick Vieira, steady the ship. Well that's that's interesting. Um what I, okay, I think if it was me as as the head of as the, the chairman, then yeah, look, just do what you can. Minimum, no, try and get seventh to tenth if you can. <laughs> if you can. If not, just nowhere near the relegation zone, right? Just do what you can. Get us mid table. We're happy with that. And in the background, we're just gonna find your successor. And uh plan ahead for next season. Otherwise, yeah, you pretty that sounds then the season's pretty much a write off in my eyes. That's why I'm I'm looking at it. Yeah. Do you think well, someone like Graham Potter would be a good fit at Crystal Palace? You know what? Graham maybe, but they've got some players in there that he can work with. And I think just adding a few additional players to that will make them a good <laughs> European contenders. They've he had players them. at Chelsea. Uh, but... He had better players. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what it is? Sometimes it's a bit like the Moyes effect, isn't it? David Moyes. Like at United, it was too much. And then he's gone West Ham. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. And it's worked. You understand? And that's, that might be Potter's thing. I can actually put my, my blueprint on this. So the pressure. And there's no pressure. They can't deal with the pressure. The ex- yeah. Maybe that's and the expectation. Do ex- you think he might have more control if he goes somewhere like Crystal Palace as well, yeah. isn't it? Like, yeah. this is what I want. This is what and I can do. These are the players I want. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, interesting. So, yeah, Manchester City uh, are now fourth in the league, five points off Arsenal. Uh, City don't play next week because they're taking part in the World Club Cup. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where, or what the point difference is by the time they, they play their, their next league game. So let's just touch on today's fixture. Uh, Liverpool nil, Manchester United nil. Going into the fixture, I know a lot of Liverpool fans and the media were confident about Liverpool taking all three points in this game. I was a little bit more reserved because it's it's, it's Man United v Liverpool in it. You never yeah. know what's going to happen. I would have liked to have thought that we would have had enough for them, but based on Liverpool's performances over the last month, I'd say. I'd say since the international break, I was a bit unsure. And my kind of reservations <laughs> came came true. So you're looking at me a little bit funny, Isaac. What you got to say? Right. You're sitting get, up. You're sitting let me up. get comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Where do I start? Um, yeah, I think what's happened in my eyes, in my, in my opinion, it's been massively built up that Liverpool are just going to win. Liverpool mm. are going to roll roll them over. It's a bit like when Luton turn up, everyone just expects whoever's playing them, oh, they're going to win three points. And then the game kicks off and everyone's just like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> this isn't as a walkover like we thought it was going to be. I think that's what's happened. I think Liverpool have turned up. They've gone, 
they've believed the hype, they've believed the media, they've believed everyone saying Liverpool are going to roll them. People like me saying, yeah, we're going to get another five goals. <laughs> and it's just gone. We've turned up and we've just looked absolutely poor in the final third. I won't say the whole game because, you know, working up, working through up the pitch, we looked okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then got, we got in the final third and it just absolutely fell apart. We just looked like, what the hell is going Avoid on? Void of any ideas. Any ideas. Like anyone, like no one was... No. No one was taking the game by the scruff of the neck or just get like that that final spark. And um yeah, I, I I've never seen <laughs> was it Alf that said it a nil-nil battering? <laughs> like, <laughs> like that is crazy. But hey, go, no, go. I'm here again. I'm here again on this this hill. Salah needs to do more. Nunes and Diaz need to do more. Nunes, did you see when he stopped running? Yeah. Did you when, see that? When Diaz got taken down. Diaz got taken down and the ball's still in play yeah, and Nunes came, stopped. Yeah. Are you out of your yeah. mind? <laughs> What's the most basic rule they tell you? Keep on going. Play to the whistle. Play to the Thank whistle. you. Yeah. Play to the whistle. You're an international. Uruguayan international. What's wrong? I'm so... Yo. The three of them need to do more. I'm sorry. They need to do more. There needs to be more output. There needs to be more fluidity between the three of them. Diaz needs to score more. Nunes needs to find his shooting boots. We had the conversation, was it last week or the week before, about when when do people start pulling him up and saying, actually, he's not good enough. And I think for me, that ship sailed a long time ago. He's just not good enough. He's absolutely not good enough. Yeah. And I even got back into midfield with, with Endo, Endo, who just looked absolutely out of his death. At one point, Van Dijk's like, yo, big man, you're, you're meant to be here. Like, what? I'm just, yeah, that, it was, it was very, very much a case of, in my eyes, they believed the hype and it showed and yeah. we had nothing so, to show. So for me, I said, I think for the last month, I think even though we've been getting over the line, getting certain wins, I think the performances haven't necessarily been there. I think, go back to last week against Crystal Palace, didn't necessarily deserve to win that game. We played pretty well against Sheffield United. Uh, but go back, a fuller game. Again, we were dominant on the ball, but very sloppy, gave up lots of chances. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily did enough to, to win that game, even though we did. Um, again, Man City, Man City dominated us and we still managed to come out of a, with a result. So we kind of silently been kind of getting the results without the performances. A little bit like Man United have been mm-hmm. doing, but it's quite not not as bad. And that's why we're going under the radar. Yeah. The, and that's, that, that was my point. Like, it's gone under the radar because when Liverpool have kind of gone on steady runs, let's say when we had the old front three, we were slapping teams. Yeah. And it was sexy football. And it was like, oh, my days, did you see this? Oh, my days. Yeah. Where now it's just, uh, someone just popping up and nicking a goal to kind of mask a kind of a mundane performance. performance. Yeah. And I think today kind of highlights what happens if, you know, last week we were talking about moments. If someone doesn't come up with those moments, Liverpool are in a bit of a rut. Exactly. And I think that's something that Klopp and the team need to work on. We're missing a, a playmaker 
game changer. It should be Salah, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then outside of him, who else do we have? Diaz, yeah. for a point, was that playmaker. There was a little stretch, I think, it, in the last season. And uh, even parts of last season, he was that playmaker. He'd, he'd pop off the wing, cutting, cutting, bang, back of the net. You know, a couple yeah. of times Something, he, yeah, he took the, yeah, the yeah. game by the scruff of the neck. He's not doing that anymore. Um, Nunes just, again, you can't count on him. In midfield, we, you look into midfield, Subba's lies just gone a bit flat. Yeah, he, he he's still off running, a, he off a cliff. But, yeah. but he's gone a bit flat. The but, end product's not there, right? And we can't keep counting on Trent pull a pass. to pull a pass off mm. or some piece of magic yeah. because, he again, he's just one player. And if he's trying to do it from that inverted right yeah, back, yeah, yeah. And then also now trying to sit in DM, you're then it's then at the the sacrifice of an actual DM or an actual right back, right? So there are now gaps in the system. Um, and even if he does pull off a piece of magic, if he's pulling it off and then Nunes is on the end of it, it's pointless. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. You've got um, oh, and what I noticed, you haven't really got a guy in midfield or attack that that's a retainable in a tight space. Thank you. Like, no one Thank comes in you. the pocket and say, all right, let me, let me turn, make and turn on it and make something happen and do a fake or a fake or a reverse pass. No one's doing that for you. Do you know, actually, do you know who tries Curtis Jones? But he's a little too slow on the ball. Yeah. That's my only gripe. Uh, if you actually watch when he plays, he does pop up. He does try a little shimmy, a little... Yeah. But then he slows it down and then he goes backwards yeah. and then it's, it's all yeah, too late. I was labor. surprised that him or Elliot didn't start the game today. Um, but yeah, it's going back to the point about the players. I think Bar, Allison, Trent, and I think you've got, I know you've had reservations about Salah and well, Salah just because of his numbers. Aside from those three, no one else in the squad or the team, or sorry, Van Dyke as well, no one else has really stood up and kind of been counted. It's just like they've just been coasting, coasting. With, with everyone yeah. else. Everyone's just kind of been around that. Oh, someone will pop up and do something. Five to seven match rating every week. Some might some might get eight. So the start of the season, so Bozlai was getting his eights, nines. Yeah. Where he's more down the sixes at yeah. the minute. And the same with like Gravenberch, Endo, etc. So I think, yeah, they just need to be a collective. Come on, the man, then rise it. <laughs> and do we know someone Gravenberch because he came off injured today, didn't he? Yeah, we don't know why. Um, he got kicked by um, Anthony. Anthony. Yeah. Um, hopefully, it's nothing serious because we've got quite a few games coming up. But we, we definitely need someone to take the scruff of the neck and just say, lads, come on. You know, come I think on. I think if he had a different mentality, I keep on saying this though, like my other friends, it's Gapo. Like, he's got the strength. Yeah, I like Gapo. I think but I just think his mentality doesn't match his ability. I agree. Like, I'm like, for me, and like when I watch him or when I've seen him, I'm saying, this guy's the closest thing that we've mostly seen. When I mean closest thing in terms of attributes, height. Pay skill, technical ability to elements of Omri. If it, but it doesn't have that inter- intensity huh? whatsoever. So what I'm saying is, uh, <laughs> let, let him get there. Let him get there. Let him get there. His height, his pace, his technical ability is very similar. It reminds me of Omri. Yes, it's not going to be like Omri. Okay. No one's going to match Omri. But he doesn't use his strength enough, his pace enough, or his vision enough. And I read it shooting. There was a moment today in the game where he picked up the ball, looked 
to see if there was anything. There wasn't. So he then kind of went back on himself. Right. Went back right. up towards Salah. Now he's got options. Mm-hmm. What does he do? Take that shot. Take a tame shot. Tame shot. But what I would say about Liverpool... The selfish gene. <laughs> it's spreading. Is the, um, <coughs> the majority of the players in and around the squad now are quite young. So bar like Van Dijk and Salah, Alisson and Endo. Everyone else is relative. Like Trent's young. Canate's young. Quanta's coming through young. <coughs> Jones, Elliot, Gakpo. Diaz is still young. McAllister's younger than Trent. Um, Nunes is still young. So I think there's foundations there. So I think if they can stay in the title race, which I, I think we we will, because I think we, where our defence has got a lot better since last year, that will help us out. I, I, I Personally, yeah. for me, I think we're missing a killer, a striker. Yeah. A number nine that knows where the back of the net is. Yeah. They're, they're few and far, far they're between. Dying, it's, they're dying out. Our top level strikers are. But what, dying what, out. what, like 20 or 15 goals? 15 will do. Yeah. Because 15 Salah. League, 15 leagues. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. 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 Salah is chopping in the rest. And getting it. Yeah, that's right. And then the rest are spread out. But if a striker can come in, if Nunes could put 15 league goals in the upper season, no problem. And then what? Diaz gets 7 to 10? No problem. Yeah, 10. No problem. Yeah. Mm. But that's like nearly no, 50 yeah. goals between yeah. the front three. Uh, so, Man United, hey. did they come with a game plan and just stick not. to it? Of course like, not. They didn't want to lose. They, they didn't want to win. No. <laughs> they just looked like they were out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just looked like they were out there. Just don't lose or just try not to lose. They didn't yeah. even look like... It wasn't even yeah. like a, a Mourinho parked the bus special. Yeah, you know when like, you know he's parking just, the bus? Yeah. We're not trying to go forward. We're just, we're, you're not trapped. We're just making sure you don't score. Yeah, exactly. It didn't even look like that. It didn't look like yeah. there was a, a plan of attack, like a counter attack. Okay, um, let's attack the right. If we catch the ball out of possession, if we catch the ball out of possession and Trent's moved in, hit the left wing. It was none of that. It was just yeah, right. Tried yeah. to get the count, didn't they? Who was the three in the middle? Is Tom, Matt Tomini? Amrabat, Manu. Yeah, Amrabat and Manu. Yeah, it was. Amrabat. Mate, that World Cup, he, him, oi, and, oi, him and Endo, that World Cup him and Amrabat is... and Endo, they're like <laughs> this, one on one. They're the same player. That World Cup done wonders for him, boy. Massively. That formation that Morocco played done wonders for him. Hey, listen, Mayno looked a lot better than him. Comfortable yeah. on the ball, anticipation. Yeah, yeah. he got. I think he got a good future ahead of him. If yeah. he can stay fit, keep progressing, I think Mayno will do pretty well. United just looked lost, man. Even I, the, I, can't, even the I can't put my finger on it. I can't explain it. Like, Liverpool fan to the side, bias aside, banter aside, as a club, as a team, they just look like There was no patterns of play. There was nothing. No, I'm going to come short. You're going to go in behind. Nothing. nothing. It just looked so disjointed. It looked like, not being like, you got a side of the team together. These are the front three. And then... <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I, I see Auntie trying to do one outside of the boot pass. I was like, bro... What I, I know, I know. Ten Hag said he can't play the Ajax way at United, but even still, what are you trying to yeah. play? What style of play do you have you implemented? What is there? Because oh, Anana on the ball. So let's just say they try to play out from the back with Anana. Yeah. That just looks a mess. Yeah, because he keeps kicking the ball out, or he's yeah, missing his players. People not in the position to pick it up, and or do that. I'm going to bring you in, but 
the wide players, the outlet, the fullbacks, the outlet. Exactly. You know, we're doing this to we're, we're doing this to pull the forward the forwards forward yeah. and leave the midfielders so Amrabat and Mano have space to pick yeah, the ball up. Nothing. 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 This, what is it? Yeah. It was I, bad. It was bad. Yeah, I don't know. Um I want to touch on Hoyland. So I know the price tag, nothing to do with him. But when someone pays that much for you, they can't you expect you a certain say. outlay. In the Champions League, fair enough. He, he put numbers up in a... Nah, I was going to say a very difficult group. It wasn't a difficult group. He put numbers up in the Champions League, fair enough. But he's now played 13 league games, hasn't scored a goal. When do you start saying... <laughs> I think, okay, I think for him it's that kind of different in terms of, as opposed to Nunes, yeah. right? Nunes is in a team where the chances are being created. He's just not finishing them. Or he, or even still, he just does erratic stuff. Hoyland's just not getting any chances. No one's. There's nothing behind so it. He had a very good one today. Yeah, no, there. no, understandably, but you kind of have to take that with a pinch of salt. If a man's, if a man's chance creation, or chances provided are few and far between, you can't expect him to be switched on all the time, especially in a team where there's just so much toxicity, mm. right? I wouldn't, I'm not holding it against him. Being in the United team, I'm not, personally, I'm not holding it against him. If if it was Hoyland in the Liverpool team and he was doing what Nunes is doing, then I'd be like, all right, bro. But you know, there's, I've watched him a few times and what I've known, what I see of him, he seems to enjoy getting into a physical, physical battle, battle. Yeah, yeah, rather yeah. than sometimes, let me just pick up a little position. Yeah. Let me just drop yeah. off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen it a few times and like, again, it's like, oh, my whole game is about being physical, physical. with the centre-back, letting yeah. him know that I'm there. And sometimes, actually, you're wasting so much energy doing that rather than let me make a good run or let me just drop off or let me pick up the ball in this pocket and bring everyone else in. So is that experience and youth or is that maybe that's just his game and it worked in another country and he thinks... Or maybe he, he's he been told that defenders in, the, in England are physical. It's a physical game. So you need to match them. You yeah. need to match them. I, I think it's, that's his game. Because I think that's what he done in Italy, and, and that's what they, when he came over, he's really physical, he's powerful, etc. Yeah. And I think he's just taken it and brought it and put amped it up another two levels because he's playing in England. Yeah, yeah. and if you check his debut against, against Arsenal, Arsenal yeah, he yeah, he was like he looks. Saliba, and then all the United fans were like, "Oh yeah, he's putting it on Saliba, Gabriel." Okay, and a bit of pushback on the whole price tag thing. I know you you prefaced it and said, yes, that's not his fault. But I think it's unfair to use it as a beating stick or a measuring stick even for a player if they don't perform. I think it's unfair because in today's economy because prices are just... You mean across the board? Like, across the board. Oh, okay. That's across the board. I think it's kind of unfair to use the price tag against the player and be like, well, that's not a £100 million player. But I didn't... As the player, I didn't tell you to pay that. Yeah. You, your representatives and the club's representatives decided that's what you're going to play. Yeah. I just, you wanted yeah. me. Do you understand what I'm saying? You've taken me out of a situation where I look like a hundred million pound player and now you're trying to put me in a new situation and now everyone's, because it's not working or I'm not fitting in as quickly as people want me to, you're now telling me I'm not a hundred million pound player. And, and, and to that point as well, a lot of the time with these, these fees, it's not a case of the buying club saying, if I spend £100 million, that's going to 
bring a certain amount of success. It's the selling club saying, well, this is my asset. I think this asset is worth a hundred million pounds. So if you want it, that's how much you've got to, you've got to pay. So I kind of understand. What you, yeah. What so the clubs are now being forced to then part ways with those kind of fees. And then a player will come in and it doesn't quite work because let's be real. It's not always going to work. It is not always not going true. to work. And a lot of these players, Caicedo, Lavia, whoever else it may be, Hoyland, they're not, they're not like top class, world class, elite level players that are mm. game changers that you know are going to come from point A, club A to club B and just shine. I think it's both because then you can say Rice, um, Bellingham, Harlan, mm. they, they've gone for those prices mm-hmm. and they're producing. Yeah. Do you understand? So then it's like, so but you're always going to be in that category. I think with Rice, Bellingham, Harland, you you know what you're getting beforehand, didn't it? Like I, I've said, Rice going to Arsenal elevates them. Yeah, I think everyone. Be- Bellingham said that. going yeah, to yeah, anywhere yeah. elevates them. Harland the same. I think what I was trying to say is that you've got these players who are kind of a victim of the way the money in football has gone. Yeah. So regardless of what they do. But most definitely. But then I think, like you said, there's, there's players out there that's gone for that money and they've produced or something out of that, that price bracket that they shouldn't be in and they've produced. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you're always going to turn around and say, well, I've paid or, or we've paid 80 mil for you. We need to see something now. Yeah, but here's the thing. That's, I'm all, as a player, I'm going to say that, well, why did you? Yeah. you you're the one that decided. <laughs> I didn't sign the paper. <laughs> I didn't say, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, you yeah, did. Just, so yeah, I, yeah. cool, I'm, I'm coming here to do my best and I will do my best. I will give it my all. But all I'm saying is this. Don't use that against me when it doesn't work out. More so, it should be used against the directors of football, the the, the clubs, Manager. the chairmen, the yeah. managers. That's who should be pulled up and said, well, you decided to spend 100 mil on these players. They've not panned out. Your judgment is now in question. It's mm. like when um, Damien Scamoli spent on uh, Andy Carroll. Um, who else came in at that time? Henderson, um, Henderson and um, Downing. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bruv, he lost his job because of yeah. that. And rightly so. And Kenny Douglas got pulled up about that as well. And rightly so. Not the players. It wasn't like, oh, you know, Andy Carroll. Look yeah, it's well. a board level thing. Isn't it? It's a board level thing. And I think that's what that's how where the price issue should stop. I don't think, I think it's unfair to look at Hoyland and go, oh, well, that's not an 80 million pound player. Da, da, da. Well, do you know what? Listen, he's brought in, he's come into a situation that's crap. Yeah. It's not his fault. But I think just based on the way football has naturally been over the years, no matter how much you buy a player for, mm. you're gonna you're, they're gonna you're gonna use it in it because yeah. yeah, people I, say, oh, Liverpool bought Sammy Hippier for two point five million. Yeah, and it's the best two point five million they'll spend. So yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, of yeah, course, on the flip like, side of it, yeah. if it pans out, you'll be saying, oh, that's an eighty million pound. You're gonna use yeah, it as well. Yeah. But I, and I get that. I understand. Yeah, but I, that. I, I, I understand think what you're saying. What I'm trying to say is, I think it's just a little unfair to. Brand him and a player and be like, oh, that's not an 80 million pound big man. He didn't tell he you didn't to pay. But do you think then that that plays on him? So then that like in the sense of I've been I've been paid, I've been bought for 80 mil, and I'm not, I haven't scored yet. And then now that becomes a pressure on him. Yeah. To be, to be fair, I think elite players shouldn't have that mindset. I think they should do what you said, innit? Like, well, it wasn't my, I didn't I didn't sign the, the check. You said come and play for me. I'm going to come and play for you. If I do well, it's all well and good. If I haven't, it's not because of the price tag. It's just because 
whatever factors circumstances of the circumstances. Yeah, that's it. So cool. So yeah, a uh, bit of a anticlimactic match to be honest. Liverpool v Bank United. Um, yeah. Just touch on Dallo getting sent sent off right at the end. Uh, we don't know what was said to the the referee. I think the first one was because he was shouting at the ref because he didn't get the the yeah. throw in. Don't know what was said for the second one. Does seem a bit harsh considering how late on in the game it was, etc. Yeah. And but Salah did, did the exact same thing and kicked the ball away and didn't get any a yellow card or so, a talking to. Didn't yeah. even get a talking to. So yeah, this is the whole consistency thing. We so, were saying, uh, yeah. we, if we I was a United fan, I'd be. I'm sorry. If I was a United fan, I'd be peeved. Absolutely yeah. peeved. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the PGML, PGMOL come out with, if, even if they do. Right. Uh, moving on to another informed team Brentford 1 Aston Villa 2 <laughs> so a lot have been said United. of Villa's home form smashing it won 14 or 15 in a row yeah. at Villa Park a lot of, not criticism but saying if they can rise their away form then they'll be big problem yeah. that's it big problem, problem. and they um, yeah they managed to go to Brentford which is not an easy place to go to in the Premier League like Brentford are I think this is like their third season in the Premier League now. And you, mm-hmm. you would think they've been in the Premier League like yeah. five, ten, ten five, years. ten yeah, years. Yeah, like yeah. they they seem like a staple Premier League. Now. Yeah. Um so Villa go one nil down. Uh Lewis Potter scores. Uh from the reports that I've read, Brentford weren't dominating, but they were having the better of the exchange. Mm. Um at the time that they they score, they go in one nil up at half time. And then in the second half, I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, mm-hmm. but Ben Mee gets sent off. So I found this one quite interesting. So for those that don't know, Ben Mee's, uh, he's, he's missed the ball. He's gone in a little bit high on the Aston Villa player. I can't remember who it is, forgive me. Um, referee's seen it in real time, given a yellow yeah. card. I think the reason why the referee's given a yellow card is because the Villa player hasn't made much of it. He's been like, I've been caught. Mm. But he hasn't like stayed on the ground and rolled around mm-hmm. as some some players do. I think that's why he got yellow. So it was actually VAR that kind of intervened. Was like, you need to go and have a look at this. What do you guys think of, of the the card situation? Didn't see it. I'll be honest with you. Um, but I mean, if that's if that's the case, what can you do? Yeah, studs, what, studs were what up. What can you do? And did, if, did catch him. Then there you go. It's going to happen. And yeah. we, there's been a lot of uh, a lot made of the VAR reviewing of red card, potential red cards because of the whole slow freeze frame and yeah, the slow yeah. frame. And then it looks a lot worse than it actually is in real time. Um, if the, again, if, he, if he's met the criteria for what is a red card, then what can you do about it? I think for me, it was a red card. Just based on it being that high, okay. Um, but then, like you said, real time is a different issue. Is that and in another game they said on the VAR screen they played it in full speed and the ref made the decision. And in this one is the correct decision. I think the problem with VAR and the people that operate VAR again, they're not taking control of it and saying this is a red card. They say no, look at it again, and it's too subjective. And when it's yeah. so subjective, that's when you get the complaint because they say, oh, in this game that player never got a red card, but this game just be black and white. Start showing, da, 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 it's a red card. End of, not... Oh. That's interesting. That's actually a good point. So, VARs, they don't have... They're not really looking at the context of the game. They're just looking at the criteria. Yeah. Like you said, are the studs up? Yeah. Is it above the ball? Yeah. Is, he, is there excessive force? Yeah. 
Yeah, fair enough. I so, mean, if the, if all decisions, if they come out and said, look, we have a list of a criteria, criteria, this is what we're looking for. If it meets, bang, 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 it's a red card. We're, we're advising it's a red card. So it's not a case of, like you say, subjectivity. Oh, the force of the speed and ape. No, it's just a red card. And that's why offside works because it's just clear and cut. That's an offside. Mm. That's not an offside. End mm. of. So we kind of touched on VAR essentially like re-refereeing games, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about the idea of, let's say the referee's given a yellow card and where it's not clear or could be subjective, you're saying, VAR's not saying, right, send him off that is mm. VAR saying, go and have a look. Yeah. In the instance where they say, go and have a look, instead of them saying that, would it be good for the yellow card to stand during the game and then retrospectively after the game, they say should have been a red and this player is going to be banned for a game. Everything that works. That's a Pandora's no, no, box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're saying, oh, well, we lost an advantage in the game. Mm-hmm. He should have been sent off. Exactly. He should yeah. have. He, they, they played a game with 10, 11 men, men and they should have been 10. Or do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you sent a man off and it should have been a yellow. It should. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, no matter which way you look at it, it's just like that's a. We've already got a problem. You we've already got problems. Yeah, they just create another layer yeah, of yeah. confusion. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um. So yeah, Ben Mee gets sent off, and then Moreno scores, makes it um, one-one, and then in the 85th minute, Watkins Big scores Ollie. against his his, for, his former club. Um, there's a bit of argy-bargy because um, apparently he made like a gesture to the crowd and there's a little bit of uh, a kerfuffle. Um, but Watkins, man, he's he's kind of well, staked his claim as England's number two striker. No, I disagree. No, I disagree. Massively. Ooh. And I'll tell you why. Ooh. Because <laughs> everyone else is raising the game around him as well. Solanke's in form. I'm not saying Solanke's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah England, I'm, I'm, I'm able to hear it. Solanke's yeah. in form. Yep. Um, Ivan Tony was in form. He yeah. would, he'd actually cemented his place, we could yeah, arguably yeah, yeah. say, as England's number two striker just before the ban. So Tony's coming back and depending on how he, whether he hits the ground running or not, he's going to be in, um, available. And Dominic Calvert-Lewin, okay, he's it's not a goal scorer, no, but, but he's looking very, very good. Yeah, back to full fitness. He's back to full fitness and he's causing problems. He's leading the line for Everton and he's a presence that England don't have, essentially. Um, don't get me wrong. I mean, I think Ivan Tony's got that same physical presence as well, but I think aerially, Calvert Lewin's better than the rest of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. by would far. You, I think for is that Tony, the list you're gonna say the same. What, there's Adam a wild, there's one wild card in there, but for Tony, um, Southgate likes Ivan Tony. Yeah, and he made he made it clear. I think he even backed him in the in the in yeah. the hearing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so then that's Tony, and then I think if he gets the right runner, he can't stay fit. It's Callum Wilson. He's a slight wild card. He's slightly different to all the rest of the strikers. It's a good job, John. I think <laughs> Callum Wilson, I think Callum Wilson has benefited from, massively, from Tony's ban. In the sense yeah. that Watkins wasn't playing like this around the time Tony got banned. No. Calvert-Lewin was injury, injury mm-hmm. prone. Mm-hmm. Solanke was out of form. Yeah. Callum Wilson was yeah, there. And he benefited. So but, he's benefited massively. I think now that the now that everyone's coming back up, I think Callum Wilson's gonna. But that's why I said he's a wild card. He's yeah. in there loosely in the background. He might have yeah. a run of games. Yeah. And he gets six or seven. Yeah. And that puts him in contention for selection. Yeah. But that's a wild, wild card. Yeah. You know? I'll still stand it though. I'd say it's Kane, Watkins, but everyone else, they've closed the gap 
to, to Watkins. I think he was a little bit ahead on his own. Yeah. I think Solanke... Solanke won't get picked. No. He won't South, get picked. Southgate but he's won't in form. Yeah. He, he won't get picked, but he's in form. I think it will be between... You think you'll take three? You think you'll take three nines or two? Two, three. I think you'll take two. But just Kane and because because Rashford can kind none of, play. of them are playing. Rashford can kind of play as a nine. As long as Kane's fit, no <laughs> one's yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, why am I taking three? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the shootout. If if Tony comes back and starts scoring, shooting the shootout's going to be between Watkins and yeah. Tony. Tony. And if Calvert Lewin starts adding goals, I think he'll creep back in there yeah. because it's a he's, he offers something different that none of them offer. He's really good in the air. Yeah, yeah. As long as if he can stop putting the ball in the net with his foot, with his feet, because his aerial presence is not an issue. As long as he can stop putting that ball in the net with his feet, I think he'll he'll provide another um, issue, another option. Uh, so Kamara was sent off in the ninety seventh minute. Um, I missed that. I don't know what for, but um, yeah, good good oh, win for Villa. Aston Villa. Yeah, I think. Martin has gotten something with um I can't the player. Shocker, yeah. Martin, and then Kamara's come over and then he started being a bit too aggressive in the situation mm, and then right, he got set up. I think he pushed someone in the face or something like that. <laughs> so yeah. Right. So Aston Villa, third, mm-hmm. 38 points, same amount of points in Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Most media outlets are saying they're gonna fall off. Nope. I don't think so. So that's my question. <laughs> no, I don't I think they've got the momentum behind them at the moment and they've got actually got options off the bench that can change the game as well with that DR if if um, Bailey Leon Bailey's on the bench he can come on do stuff at Ramsey John Duran so they've got a yeah. few couple guys that can come off the bench and nick a goal or get an assist um, and that makes a difference and, Pal- Tor- and then in defence they've got Pal Torres Diego Carlos Tyrone Mings ain't sniffing that yeah. back <laughs> yeah, he's sniffing that back because has gone right back now Cons- Consa, yeah. right Mings, House, Carlos, Torres. They've got yeah. five centers. Do you know who I didn't realize was there? Um, then Donka. Yeah. I was like, where did he go? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they've got, I know they brought in a few players from overseas, but they've got like players who know the Premier League. Yeah. So, it like, is. say, then Donka, Tielemans, people who, yeah. who know what it's about. I think they've they bought well. They so, bought really well. Yeah, they have. And, like we've we've sung their praises like many a time. And this is also off of the back of them spending for Steven Gerrard as well. Remember they were Carlos yeah. coming under coming under Steven Gerrard. Yeah. I think Alex Moreno, did he come? No, it was Luca Dean that came yeah, in Luca under Dean. under Steven Gerrard. Yeah, yeah. Um so I think they they've they've spent well. And I think Nyemri's come in and the same sauce he sprinkled over Sevilla and and Villarreal, yeah, he's sprinkling it over Aston Villa. Um, so, the, clearly the the job, like we've said before, he didn't get enough time at Arsenal. PSG was a poison chalice. I don't know if it was enough time at Arsenal. Again, I think it's the the club, the stature of the club might be too much for him, and he can't disagree. Because you can't he, say he that can't, you can't give Arteta this time and and not say that about him. Oh, I hear what you're saying, but this is what I see with um what you're doing, what you're allowed to do and what you're allowed to get away with and what's the culture you're implementing. Mm-hmm. And I think at those clubs, remember for Arsenal, he's changing the team, the formation. I think one can be played Torreya um, as a 10. Like, yeah. And I think at Villa, he can do that because the fans, their expectation is not there. You, they've got a totally different expectation to Arsenal fans. You know, like it's kind of like Tottenham. Tottenham fans have got this thing about 
beautiful football. We play beautiful football. Every manager that comes in has to play the beautiful <laughs> football. I think at Villa, he's like, I can play this way or this way. And the fans are going to accept it as long as we're winning at the moment. Yeah, they're just, they're just happy to be there. <laughs> and I think as well, at the, I, I think as well, <coughs> his lack of English mm. turned him into a bit of a... A meme. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. Yeah, yeah, He became yeah, a bit yeah. of a comedy show. Yeah. To be fair, the media disrespected him a lot, yeah. man. Like, let's not... He, and I think that's also about, played yeah. a part yeah. in him, Arsenal board saying, ah, let's... But he, well. because he's come back and his English is much better this time yeah. around. And he's a lot more yeah. serious. And he embraced it a little bit as well. Kind of, yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I like this run of form for Aston Villa. I like how Emery's turned it round. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see it falling off anytime soon. So we're saying top four's locked yeah. in as yeah. it is? Yeah. No, I don't think uh, it's locked do, in. Do, he's, he's, no, he's no, 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 as in the teams, not the positions. Oh, we're saying Liverpool, Arsenal, Aston Villa, City. City. Yeah, possibly. But I think it's Tottenham and Villa now. Oh, you think Tottenham might? Tottenham, well... I think just based on Villa's squad and certain games, I think they might get unstuck. They might get stuck a little bit in some games. I think Villa have got a better squad than Tottenham. I agree with you. You think Villa have got a better squad than Tottenham? Oh, yeah, 100%. You look at... Have you looked at their midfield? I think Tottenham have got a better first eleven. But once you go past oh, that... Oh, as in depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah. you can see that now. Yeah, Tottenham yeah. lost yeah. three players yeah. and, and then yeah. Yeah. it all um, went past. Yeah, yeah Luigi didn't even play today for, for Villa. So, and they still got the results. So. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, really good yeah. for them. All right, moving on. Um, Newcastle 3, Fulham 0. So this game was quite even until another, you could say, contentious... Red card. Wow, Jimenez. Yeah. Did you guys see? Did you guys see it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> again, so for the context of those who haven't seen it, um, again, I can't remember the, the Newcastle defender. Forgive me, but they go to play the ball. <laughs> Jimenez was, um, jumps into him quite high. It it's like was, his long stuff. Long stuff. Yeah, it's like long his arm hits his head. It was. Like, yeah. It was really. It's really weird. When I saw it. I was like. What's going on here? It's one of those things, isn't it? You've committed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you like you can't yeah. back out. You now, can't back out. <laughs> and the balls are even nowhere there. <laughs> you hit it. Like, I've gone for it. I'll see it through. Yeah. Um, it is um, what it is. So yeah, the referee on on pitch is given a yellow card. Varv gone. Have another look. I I even though they had another look, just because he didn't use like his like he hit it with his bum in it. <laughs> I wouldn't have given him the rest of that. <laughs> like, if I was the ref, I'd have said, ah, "Don't worry about it." Yeah, it was, just, it was reckless but stupid, didn't it? Yeah, like, it wasn't reckless but harmful. It, it, there uh, wasn't intent. He was, he didn't do it with intent to knock him out. Yeah, so. drew blood though. Nah, he drew yeah. blood. I seen it. Whoops. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, he twisted into him. He jumped into it. I yeah. I could understand why it was given though. My only concern or my only kind of confusion would be. Even if you thought Longstaff was going to go down the pitch or he was going to kind of knock it, why would you attack the ball like that? Yeah, yeah it was weird, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that, 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 that's, that was... What was I, your thought process? Yeah, that's where I was stuck. I was a bit confused trying to figure out, okay, if I'm in that position and I think he's going to kick the ball, how, why would I... What would make me... Jump in and... Jump in like that. Yeah. Because I think what's happened, he's jumped in to block it no, the ball's gone like this way, him, and, then he's... and then he's gone ah mid air to yeah. try and spin out of it. But yeah, no, it's not happening. 
But they, yeah, they, they like when you watched it, it looked like it was off the back of the challenge from Lascelles. Okay. Because he caught the elbow in the ah, face. Okay. Right, okay. And then he okay. never got anything. Okay. And then so it might have been rolled up. So maybe that's, that's yeah, why they That's what it was. And then he's gone for him and then he's pulled out and then twisted into him. Ah, okay. That's a bit of a shame because Fulham had been on a good run, obviously scored 10 goals in their previous two games. Jimenez has scored goals within those two games. Um, Fulham held out until the 57th minute and um, Miley scored his first goal for Newcastle. He popped up with a couple of assists um, over the last few games. But you can see when he scored, he was quite emotional, brighted. Boyhood club. Local boy, yeah. Yep. And yeah. I, to be fair, I think he played for the amount of games he's played and the level that he's they've played been playing at, at yeah. I think he's played really, yeah. really well. So, like, I'm really impressed with him. Question. At what point do clubs start going, well, actually, we've got enough talent in our youth setup to br- br- start bringing them through and giving them a chance? Because you never know. You might find more Lewis Miley's. Mm. You might find more. Harvey Elliott. Quantas. Yeah. Sackers. You know what I'm saying? Uh, not Phillips. Who was the other one that... Um... Okay. Oh, but for real. Yeah. Sackers. No, 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 uh, who, who was the other one that partnered um, Nat Phillips when, we, when Van Dyke was oh, out? Oh, Reese Williams. Reese Williams. Yeah. You might yeah. find more players in your setup. No, but they, they, yeah. he, did a jo- <laughs> he did a job. He wasn't... He wasn't... He wasn't... But do you understand no, no, what I'm saying? Good, it's I've, a good ask. And I think... If... If Newcastle didn't have these injury problems, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't know Exactly. We wouldn't know who he is. He wouldn't have sniffed that on this until until it's like a yeah, like a Carling Cup yeah, game, man, cup yeah. or something, or yeah. against like a League Two team. Then they'll go, oh yeah, give him an opportunity. But they've been forced into pulling people from the youth setup rather than having to go into the transfer market yeah. and spend these eighty millions, spend these no, hundred millions. They when say, actually, no, there's a seventeen-year-old kid in our setup. Who just needs exposure? He just needs experience in the first team. Yeah, and he can do a good enough job. Yeah. Like, at what point do we start? The clubs start actually going. Why actually? <laughs> but I think, I think so many clubs are risk averse now. If they if they don't have yes. the injury problems, because yeah. a lot to be fair, a lot of the time these kind of younger players come through unless they're superstars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like even to go back to Rashford, Rashford only made his debut because of injuries. Because of injuries, yeah. and he was like. I'm here now. Let me take my chances. Yeah. Trent bang, the bang, same. Bang. Trent the same. Yeah. Yeah. Most of like the younger players. Sorry. Especially at the the big. So you can kind of take out Bellingham out the equation because I think lower lower down the league, you're more likely to make a debut yeah. Yeah. when you're younger. Yeah. But at the higher the higher level, there is. Yeah, clubs are just like, why wow, we've got this player, we would even load him out to another pro club. Yeah. But. I don't know if we if we could take the risk of him Making being a mistake in the game. Yeah, no, so, big game, etc. So, so then it's a, it's why invest one. in all the, in these academies, these youth academies? Invest so much in saying we need youth academy, we need a good youth academy. We need we want to be known as the team that develops the best player. But then they don't. They there's don't. no there's no through path to the first team. But that's weren't that the, the reason of the British quota? Yeah, the yeah. the the transfer windows to encourage them getting a chance. But then you get teams like City going and buying Calvin Phillips and sitting him on the bench because he meets the quota. Yeah. Rather than bringing through Rico Lewis, bringing through that, because I'm sure there's more than just Rico Lewis and Cole Palmer in that city. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the guy that scored midweek. Um, Hutchinson's, was it? Micah Hutchinson's, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah. So. They are, I'm yeah. guaranteed they're all biting at the bit ready for their opportunity in, yeah. to, to play. 
Yeah. A lot of people have said, I say a lot, people have said that when they made the change from reserve leagues yes. to under 21, 23s. under 23s, you kind of lost the exposure to men's football. Because when we were growing up, yeah, yeah, I remember that. the reserves mm-hmm. were people coming back from fitness mm-hmm. who would go to the reserves. To so you'd get like Alan Shearer, who'd Same. been out for like two months, yeah. played a reserve game against like a 17, 18-year-old. And they would get that experience yeah. of playing Again. against like mm-hmm. physical, established mm-hmm. players where now, even though you can play, I think you can play three over 21s in the... Yeah, in the, in the under 23s. In the, in the, yeah. Under 23s. It's not, it's not enough. So you're just kind of, you're like for like until you make that jump to the first team, innit? Yeah. So. And you're right, because some teams in the past would say, all right, I'm playing five of the squad players in the reserve game. So then that younger player is like, oh, now I'm facing five players, a centre-back, a striker, a midfielder, and a winger. And, and you get that proper that... quality experience, wouldn't you? So. Yeah. Yeah, it's just seeing all these youngsters break through and actually cement a place or actually look good, good yeah, it just, it makes me season. go, well, there are a lot of kids that are getting thrown by the wayside. They either get released by their clubs because they've not been given an opportunity. I mean, look at look at Rashford. Like you said, they, they, he wasn't sniffing near the first team. And then all of a sudden, they were forced to bring him in and look what happened. He yeah, took like, oh. to it like a water, like, like a water duck to water. Yeah, like, oh, he's really you, good. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But you don't know if a, if a person's suited to men's football until you give them the opportunity. Yeah. And sending them out on loan to League One and Championship is not the same as sending them, as them playing in the Premiership yeah. under the same expectations. And the yeah. same formation and the, the, yeah. Yeah. The, and even like players. Exactly. Play, play not the like same. Cup games and stuff. Remember with Billy Gilmore a couple of seasons ago got yeah. man of the match against Liverpool yeah. in the yeah. Cup game. Yeah. Played really well and then didn't really kick on at Chelsea and he's at He's at Brighton now. Yeah. He's not, not a fall off. Yeah, but like saying, again. it doesn't always kind of work out straight away. But yeah. I think, yeah, I think there needs to be, not, it's, it's, it's like you can't tell clubs what to do in it. Like they, they think they know best for their players and their teams, etc. So it's hard to say, well, you've got a, an established 16, 17 year old in your roof ranks play him on a Saturday away at, yeah, where whoever in it's, it. It's <laughs> like, the whole yeah. Amari Hutchinson situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, ooh, but has he kicked on? He has. He's doing well for Ipswich. Ipswich at top of the table. Oh, okay. Because he's, he's on loan from Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. And he's doing, he's actually doing well. He's not in the last couple of weeks. He's not been, but he's been, he's he's had um, standout performances. And that's why a lot of Arsenal fans was upset with Arteta in, the week, um, in midweek because he didn't play any of the youths. Yeah. But then Man City did. Man City said, all right, yeah. Whole team. Pretty much the whole Pretty team. Much. <laughs> yeah, Go on. Yeah. Go do your thing. Yeah, it's an interesting take. But yeah, I think he's playing playing really well. Um, I think like that, he might... What I've noticed is young English players who come in and do well, they kind of get fast-tracked through the England ranks. So he might be playing England under-17s now. He might be in the under-20s, under-21s. Very squad. soon. Yeah. Like, yeah, really, yeah, yeah, really yeah. soon. So yeah. I think that'd be good exposure for him. But... A lot of players, I just felt, I don't want to keep talking it, but a lot of players won't, you won't know if they're good enough if they don't get the chance. Yeah, so, this is it. Yeah. You know, clubs take heed. You've got the players. Yeah. yeah. Test them out. Very true. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how many, at the end of the season, how many of the clubs gave debuts or minutes, how many minutes they gave to youth, youth players. Exactly. Yeah, it'd be interesting. 
Um, and then, yeah, Almiron made it 2-0. Dan Byrne made it 3-0. Uh, so, Newcastle had been on a bit of a bit of a slump. Do we think, as I said, like with Brighton, win a couple, lose a couple, we think that's going to be Newcastle or now that they're out of Europe, they're going to be like, right, let's concentrate on the league and let's try and challenge again like we did last season. Because, like we said, they're... I, I, I think they're maybe two years ahead of where yeah. they, mm-hmm. they should have been. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a bit of a, a bit of a weird one because like they got to the Champions League last season. Do they expect to get the Champions League again, or do they go back to the original plan and be like, right, let's go for top ten. Now let's go for Europe, so conference, league, etc. Do you think they should be aiming for like just get back in conference, whether like Europa League or conference this season, or top ten? What's your take on it? Considering now they're out of Europe. I think due to their injury list, I think they've got to aim for conference or sorry, conference or or Europa League due to their injuries. I think they've got enough quality to I get agree. there. I agree. But that that injury list. I agree. Joe yeah. Linton came off. Yeah. Fabian Shaw as well. Fabian pulled a hamstring. Yeah. And I and I was like, what are you doing in training? What are you doing? Uh, right. Are, are you still <laughs> right. are you actually still doing a full Training session, <laughs> match, six so, side. Right, well, <laughs> so I said I wanted to come back to this point, yeah. Everyone, like, I know they've got a few injuries, yeah. But if you look at the, the 11 that, that they played, right? Okay, I'll give you Nick Pope. He was, he was injured. The yeah. breath could come in. He's not like a, any guy. It's fine. Livermento, everyone's been raving about him. Mm-hmm. And he only played because Trippier was banned. So I think you can take that out of the equation. Shaw played. And everyone's saying Shaw's one of the best centre-backs in the league. Dan Byrne is back. Everyone's raving about Dan Byrne. In their midfield, they had Bruno and Joel Linton, who's their, their starters, essentially. Yeah. And Longstaff played. I know, granted, normally, Talani would have would been there. And then up front, you had Almiron, Wilson and Gordon. That's not far off their, their no, first 11. You, you like one, there's two or three players, like. I hate, but you got to look at the bench as well. Like, who, what's the options on the bench? And and and, I, I, and in parts I'm with you, in parts of it like it's like, like it's that like fatigue. I'm like, how can you be fatigued? You've been out injured. <laughs> you've come back. <laughs> you can't be fatigued. I'm not having that one. You've only been back for four games. Like I'm not having that. Yeah. But if you look at what's yeah, the options on the bench, I give you that. So and then Miley's come in, and that's why we see Miley step up because Joe Willock's been injured. Mm-hmm. Harvey Barnes has been injured out mm-hmm. for a long time. And then Miley's coming in and he's filled him. Um, Longstaff was injured, I think, for a little bit as well. Yeah. So that's how we got to see him. And then actually he stepped up to the plate. Um, yeah. What's I, that? I, yeah, I understand the bench team. Like, they had Botman on the bench. Richie was on the bench. Uh, Hall, who they signed from Chelsea. <sighs> yeah. Uh, Murphy and Miley, who kind of established. So, it's not, again, it's not like they got any guys on the bench. They got a couple, but on the whole... <laughs> no. right. Yeah, I think I'm on the fence here. I think I agree that the core of the team is still strong enough yeah. or yeah. was still strong enough until obviously Sharon Jolinton got injured. But at the same time, I, I agree with Bins in the sense of having a few injuries can alter the team style, yeah, the the tactics, yeah. pattern of play, the patterns of play. It can alter how much you put in. Yeah. Uh, if you've got a full strength squad, Listen, go and give me 100%. Because if you if I need to take you off, I know whoever's coming on 
is yeah. going to maintain the levels, right? Or it might, the team, the manager's team talk might now be, listen, do a job, but don't do too much because I can't afford to replace you. <laughs> There's no one on the bench that's going to replace you. Do what you, you can do. Do what you can, exactly. Yeah. So I agree. It's, it's, it's one, of, it's half a six, half a dozen, half a dozen of the other. And I think Eddie Howe, and this is what I said, like, I was looking at him like, what are you not doing in training? Like, yeah. are you resting properly? And some of the games, like, even the, I'm saying Eddie, Eddie Howe, is he managing the team? Yeah. Right. I think three say, games in a row he put out the same team. And it's like, I know you got injuries, but sometimes you just got to just thrown fresh, freshen up a little bit. Yeah. He, he did on Saturday, and it, and it worked out. Um, Fulham, I think it was just a, a blip. Like they had, they've been on a, a nice little run, but um, yeah, with ten men against a, a fairly decent Newcastle team. Yeah. What I would say about Newcastle is they just seem to be the media darlings at the minute. Oh yeah, the narrative like, for them. Just like I don't, I don't understand it, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it is what it is. All right, moving on. Um, Burnley nil, Everton two. Sean Dash went back to Turf Moor, took the chain off company's neck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, right, you wanted all this pretty football, but it doesn't always work. You know what I mean? The thing with the the thing with the pretty football is you need the players to do it. Pep made that very clear. When he arrived at City, and then also, when I, f- I remember there was a conversation, I think he was having an interview with Rio Ferdinand. Yeah. And Rio was asking about why he just, he's, he's so comfortable with just getting with the players and et cetera. Because he's done that at Barca, he's done it yeah. at Bayern, he's, de- he's yeah, done yeah, it at yeah. C. And he said, listen, first thing he said was, when you won your first title, was it the same team that won the title that, as your last title? Rio said, no. He said, there you go. Yeah. And then on top of that, he said, I have a system. And... I need certain players to play, the system. to play that system. My system doesn't change. If you're good enough, you will play. If if not, you're at the you're door. I'll find someone that will yeah. ca- that can play. Oh, yeah. And I think company is a victim of the fact that he can't just get rid of players and bring players but, that can. Yeah. Is it a bit like Newcastle? Are Burnley ahead of their their plan? No, I don't think they're ahead of no, their plan. I think they were always expected to come up. I don't think they were expected to be as dominant as what they were when they came up. But I think they would have expected to have a little bit Transfer more Transfer it over. Yeah, a little bit more fight. But the, yeah. see, So the thing is this, the championship is not the prem, right? In yeah. the sense of the, 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 the quality the gap yeah. is massive yeah. between the championship and the prem, right? You come down into the prem, and the reason why a lot of these... these Prem quality teams come down into the championship and come straight back up is because they've still maintained a, a, a huge core of those players that yeah, are like, used like are Leicester prem quality, right? Now, right? Yeah. And they can come down and they can turn on. Like when Newcastle came down and just walked the championship yeah, yeah, yeah. and came straight back up, yeah. right? Um, Burnley, it wasn't a case of they had those players. They just had a manager who came from a situation where... And played the system. But yeah. he was good enough and knew what a good system looks like. Yeah. So he's implemented that at Burnley and it's worked. So clearly the system works. It's just now they've gone into the champion, into the Prem, and they've not but, up the levels of the players. For me, the system still works because if you look at the stats, like they had a good amount of possession, mm-hmm. they created a good amount of chances. But what when I was looking at the game or watching the game, should I say, was it's an IQ thing. So the, the, the yes. right back might not be as intelligent. Switched on he's, enough. He's doing the right things. Yes. But he's not quick enough. Or he's not uh, sharp enough to make in-game adjustments. 
right? That's right. Yeah. And then you look at then the physicality of some of them. Mm-hmm. They're not physical enough for what Everton brought to the table. Because you mm-hmm. know, Sean, Sean, Sean Dice is like, bro, I'm bringing, bringing all my six foot guys on. <laughs> Damari Gray's gone. He's like, he's like, you know, he's just like, all my six foot. Tricky, tricky wingers. Tricky yeah, wingers. Nah, yeah. man. <laughs> Matt Neal's my most trickiest winger. That's it. <laughs> and even still, he's still like the size of him. He's, do you know what but I mean? What, just short of six or just yeah. six. So then that's it. So I was looking at the game, I was like, to be fair, I hope Burnley don't get rid of company and stick it out. Because I think once he brings in a few more of his players, I think you're going to see them stay in the Prem next season. If, once they go down and come back up, they will stay in yeah. if he sticks to the project as but well. But they're not, they're not playing rubbish ball. In exactly. Like you can look at teams and be like, oh, they look rubbish. Yeah. Where you can see there's something about them. Like, it's just like you say, it's the, the fine margins that are not, not quite there. Right. However. So, and I was just thinking, what if it was company at Nottingham Forest? Because they've got better quality players at Nottingham yeah, Forest. Yeah, it's a good shout. With the system. Exactly. With his system. You'd be exactly. Like, there's so, a team here. There's a team yeah. here. And that's what I, I was looking at yesterday. I was like, there's a team here. Or oh, there's a system here. You just have to got all the players. And to, to your point, look what Nottingham Forest owner did. All those lone players went, they went and brought in top, like, experience. Now, I'm not saying top quality, world-class players, but what they brought in players level. that have yeah. experience that of playing top-level football, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So we, whether it was the Prem, Kelo Navas come in, yeah, yeah. so he's played in La Liga and 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 Liga. Yeah. Um, do you understand? Yeah, Serge Aurier yeah. was yeah. Tottenham's right back for yeah. how long? Yeah. Like they brought in players. So and and Burnley have not done that, and um, they've been unfortunate in the sense of they lost Lyle Foster, obviously through mental health issues, etc. Yeah, actually, um, yeah, um, on the bench. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah, really, good. really good. I'm glad to hear that because he's I really rate him as a yeah. player. I think he's a good player. Um, and just in terms of the fact that his mental health is in a better yeah. position where he's capable of being yeah, on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's really good to hear. Um, in terms of, of Burnley, okay, so the system's not working. Now this is where you really are. This is where we find out if you're a manager. Can you stop the rut? Mm-hmm. Yes, okay, you don't want to... You want to do it and not shy away from your values and your morals and your style. But what can you do to stop getting beat week in, week out. Maybe you might need to change your system. Maybe you might need two systems. Yeah. One for when things are going good, which is the main, mm-hmm. and one one to just stop the rut. We, yeah, don't, yeah, we yeah. just don't want to lose. We need points. Just put that extra body in midfield or in the defence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Park the bus. Learn how to park the bus. Learn to manage the game. If you have to win ugly, learn to do that. It, and, and that's my only gripe with Vincent Company mm-hmm. at the moment is he's too wedded to his style of football, his, his, his tactics, his whatever, his philosophy. And he's not shown us that he can manage, essentially. Because yeah. I, think, I can't remember who it was that made that quote. I've said it a couple of times. You find out if you're a manager when you start losing, mm. not when you're winning. Yeah, no, very true. And it'd be interesting to see <clears throat> what Burnley do, whether they stick with him, even if they do go down. Yeah. They stick with him to get them back up, considering how well he done last year. Um, we kind of raved about Sean Dyche and this Everton team last week. More of the same, really. I think he's finally got his feet under the carpet, and he's like, "Yep, yeah, this is this is who I am. This is what we we're about." And I think they might slowly become that top ten to five team. That they were David Moyes. And if he can 
spend his money wisely, which he ha- I think he has done pretty good. Mm. Again, he's brought in players he that is. he knows, players mm. that know the Premier League. I think if he can continue doing that, let's see. I, th- I think when, I, when I've looked at, I think the 10-point de- point deduction has galvanised him. And mm. it's that us against the world mm. now. Yeah. And now yeah. it's that Imagine. the fans, the fans are cheering everything. No one's getting booed in their in their team Imagine. at the moment. Yeah. So right now, I think that's the, that's going to be the thing. Really. They're all together. That's going to be the thing next season or for the rest of the season, should I say? That we're all together. No one's getting booed. I don't think they've got enough. They they're far off from the top ten, maybe not top ten, yeah. but top well, five. Without, far off from the, top five. Yeah, without the deduction, they'll be they will, easily but, but then but but that's galvanized them because I think. Their, their results was going to be win, lose, lose, mm. win, win, draw, lose, lose. That, that, that's how, but now that's galvanized them. We need to stay in the Prem to survive yeah. for yeah. the money, et cetera, et cetera. They're on it. Um, and I just, I, just yeah. I, I see them winning. They could win a cup with this galvanization that they've got right now. They could be, what cup are they left in? Are they left in the uh, FA or? Well, yeah, FA Cup They could starts, put a good cup run together. FA Cup starts in a couple of weeks. I think okay. they could put a very good cup run together and they could be a shock team. Because at the moment they've got this galvanization behind them. Of, yeah. They're in the league cup as well. They got um, Fulham this week in the in the league cup. So cool. That rounds off that game. Um, let's touch on one of today's games: West Ham three, Wolves nil. So West Ham had been in a bit of a rut in the league, but Piquetta three assists today, which isn't bad. Uh, kudos, two goals and, and one for Bowen again. He's, he's had a really good season. Just really quietly season. going along here. Yeah. He's just like he was, um, getting one and two here. And I, I don't think it's a bit of a coincidence that West Ham's form dipped a little bit when he was out injured. So, um, yeah, that's a, a good result for them. That takes uh, West Ham up to eighth in the league, which is it's not bad for West Ham. Um, and obviously, they qualify from their group in the Europa League midweek. Uh, go to Chelsea 2 Sheffield United 0 Cole Palmer and Jackson with the goals I don't think Jackson will score an easier goal <laughs> in, in his career no, his was easier right? oh yeah that, yeah that's true that's true <clears throat> um, Sheffield United are looking very very poor um, I know they picked up a win against Brentford last time out um, and they've got Chris Wilder in now. But I think he's been given too much of a hard job to do, to be honest. I think for them, it might just be a case of... Rebuild for next season. Rebuild, go yeah. back down. I think his interview said it all down. as well. What did he say? For so in the interview after the game, he was just talking about that. They were very, they were a bit too eager. And he mm. goes, this is a learning curve for them. And trying to chase the ball against world-class players, you're gonna, that's when you're going to get hurt. And he just made it clear. like, And I think after the game, you saw him in the huddle and he just gave them the talk like to say, look, don't worry about this result. Yeah. We're building yeah. on yeah. this. Is it a, is a stepping stone. Is. Yeah. This is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Move on to the next one. Yeah, I think there'll be a couple of them for Sheffield United this season. Uh, go to Friday fixture or Nottingham Forest nil, Spurs two, goals from Richarlison and Kudusevsky. Uh The second goal, Matt Turner. Oh. My gosh. <sighs> <laughs> a collective yeah, everyone side. Just, just, like, <laughs> it, just, it, it just justified um, Arteta's <laughs> decision, didn't it? Like, and the thing is, like, if you take Matt, Matt Turner and put him on a Sunday league, he, mm. he will look like a world beater. Yeah. But they get levels, in it? And they get, like, from the, the poor clearance, 
to the flapping of the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I can see why Arsenal got rid of him, basically. <laughs> basically. Absolutely stinker. Is he still America's number one? Yeah. yeah. He's only yeah. just coming back into the fold. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Because he's getting regular game time, yeah. I, I, yeah. I assume. Um, but yeah, pretty comfortable for, for Spurs. So Spurs, after their kind of uh, dip, they've won two on the bounce. Obviously, they beat Newcastle 4-1, beat... Um, Newcastle, so Nottingham Forest 2-0. Their next game is at home to Everton. So that should be a, an interesting one. Uh, so you you said, um, Adrian, that you think Tottenham will challenge for that fourth spot. I think, I think once the players come back, I think they've got enough in them, especially in the front in the front line with Sun up there. Keep the first 11. To keep the first 11 to push for the, for the fourth spot. Um, it's gonna be tight though. It's not gonna mm. be. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be very tight. Yeah. That's what we want. We want everything to go down to the wire, innit? Yeah. Um, and then finally, um, the Bournemouth Luton game was abandoned at one-one uh, due to Tom Lockyer collapsing on the pitch. Um, so yeah, we were told that he suffered a cardiac arrest on the pitch, but um, a couple of hours after the game, he was up and alert and responsive and talking to um, medical staff at the hospital. So yeah, prayers to him and his family. Um, we're not sure when that game will be replayed. It's talking about February. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. But if, he's, if he touches a pitch again this season, that's a serious, yeah. serious issue of neglect there. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be surprised if he, if he does. I'll, to be fair, considering the first collapse was in the... May. Yeah, the playoff final in May. May. And he, he essentially started the premiership season. Exactly. Which is quite, quite soon. Um, yeah, I think it would be very... June, <laughs> July, August. <laughs> yeah. Three months. Yeah. Christian Eriksen didn't touch a pitch for what for eight nine months. Yeah, obviously, like we're not medical experts. I'm yeah. sure he would have been cleared by all the relevant apparently people. That, apparently, he was. He was cleared. Yeah, so, and that's yeah. crazy. Right. It's a small club, and if he touches the pitch again this season, I'll be so surprised. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll be very surprised. I think there's too so many surprised. eyes in that situation. Yeah, they can't. <laughs> yeah. Two yeah. cardiac arrests. Oh, I remember who was the player the other day, and I was reading the whole article about it. Basically. Long story short, the clubs were just signing off, like, and he was kind of signing a yes. waiver. Yeah, yeah, no, I know what you're talking like, about. I read it. Signing a waiver to say, and he died on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, he was like, like, oh, nah, I'll sign this waiver to basically allow me to play. Yeah. Oh wow! Um, and then because of certain clubs of their like medical, he's a Nigerian player. Yeah, yeah and yeah. because of their like medical setup, they never had all the enough, all the equipment to do all the checks fully. Yeah. So right. some of the clubs he went under the radar. And the other clubs, he got picked up, but then he signed a waiver to say, "Look, I still play." Yeah. Oh, okay. And I think what it is for Luton, because you got to remember, he might be leaning on Luton, like, "Look, this is my yeah, I need a wager or something." Yeah, so hopefully, yeah. it's on Luton now if they allow him to play, and he dies on the pitch. Yeah, well, it might be like Ericsson and get um, a pacemaker. It's gonna have yeah. they're gonna have to seriously check him. Mm. Yeah, they probably will. So yeah, prayers out to him and his family. Um, just a quick recap of European football just gone last week. So, <clears throat> Newcastle lost 2-1 to AC Milan. They ended up bottom of their Champions League group. Um, I said they wouldn't qualify. To be fair, <laughs> if that penalty never got given against them, yeah, I know. That, 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 that it, was, it was wrong. harsh. That against, was wrong. Yeah, the PSG one, it was very harsh. But um, that's, the thing is, if you, if you only win one game mm-hmm. in your group, the chance of you qualifying are, are, are pretty slim. So they finished bottom of their, their group on five points. I think the experience might do them well. I think they would have wanted to do a little bit better. And mm. I think they obviously they're going into the final group game with a chance to qualify. 
they would have wanted to, but they had the European nights for, what, it, three months? Not bad at all. Man United, losing at home to Bayern Munich, ended up bottom of their group. Um, it's funny because when this group was drawn, I think there were kind of muted celebrations by the Man United fans saying they'll qualify. And to be fair, they should have. They should have finished second behind Bayern Munich. To be fair, I said it was a tricky group. When when they first got the group in, in another group, I was talking, I was saying... Uh, it wouldn't be in our group because I could just say I pull out the receipts. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I could direct it to the people. Drunk, <laughs> drunk about it. I said it was a tricky group. Just based on who Galatasaray had signed, the players they signed, I said, that's not an easy game. Obviously, we knew what Bayern was going to do. Yeah. And Copenhagen. To, to, to be fair, Copenhagen were a shock. Like, Copenhagen finished yeah. second. <laughs> so, yeah. It's mad, isn't it? Like, you never know what happens with football, yeah. man. Um, and then Arsenal and Manchester City top their groups. So, they go into the um, last 16 draw, which takes place to tomorrow. Um, and then just round off the Conference League and the Europa League. So Liverpool, West Ham, Brighton, Rangers, Villa, they all top their groups, which will help with the um, coefficient. So if you're not aware, there are extra spaces in next season's Champions League for yeah. the two countries that top the coefficient. And basically the coefficient is based on how well teams from your nation doing European competitions. So with... Man United and Newcastle exiting early. It's kind of damaged the, the mm-hmm. coefficient points a little bit, but with the teams in the Europa League and Conference League winning their groups, it kind of boosts it a little bit. So essentially, we want the British teams to go as far as possible in Europe to potentially get a fifth spot okay. from yeah, the yeah. league in the Champions League next, next season. Um, let's have a quick preview of next week's fixtures. So... The main game, as I mentioned earlier, Liverpool v Arsenal at Anfield on Saturday. Confident going into that game? Maybe. You know what happens at Anfield, you know. I do a <laughs> challenge, rile the fans up. Do you think Arteta's playing will never walk alone on a training pitch <laughs> again? He might have to do a lot more he, than has, that. Has he scrapped that? I think he's going to scrap that. I think he's, he might just play the video back of the game, you know. Uh, but no, seriously, um, like I said, I'm not confident because we know what it's like at Anfield. We've seen Champions League nights at Anfield, Premier League nights at Anfield, FA Cup nights at Anfield, and we've seen them turn a deficit round and win, you know, so, and with the fans as the 12th man, like, that's a hard, so that's what I was saying earlier, a draw is an excellent, uh, take a draw, and a win is like, a super result, you know, so that's not a straightforward game. You, you look at how we're dominating the game, but I think there's still a lot of learning in us, mm. in our team to go. So it's not going to be straightforward. So like I said, I'll take a draw all day. Sure. What about you, Adam? What do you think? We play like we did today, we're getting battered. Yeah, I, I, was, I was thinking that on the drive here. I we like... play like we did today, I think it's a comfortable 2-1, 3-1 Arsenal. Yeah. Comfortable. Yeah, hopefully we can ride with it. Um, so just on that fixture, just do a little combined Arsenal and Liverpool 11. And the way we could do this, do a 4-3-3 four, four, three, three formation. And we're doing this as if everyone was fit and available to be selected. Okay. So even if they're injured now, they're fit. 
They're fit. Okay. Well, we might as well start from defense because there ain't no way Raya or Ramsdale are starting ahead of Alan. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course they skip are. Skip the goalkeeper. Skip the goalkeeper. Of course they are. Because um... <laughs> what are we talking about? But for, for the listeners and, and the viewers, goalkeeper? Alisson. I'm sure you'd agree with that one. <laughs> Alisson. Okay. <laughs> right back. I'm going to go Trent. I like that. Yeah, that's, man, that's full, full house. Trent. Easy. First centre back. Saliba. Van Dyke. How's Van Dyke? Van Dyke plays left side. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. This is the first centre back. Okay, let's, okay. I've so, just gone no, with the first no, centre no, no, back. Okay. I've gone so, with okay, the first centre back. Okay, if we say that. Van Dyke. Okay. Van Dyke's the best centre back <laughs> of all of them. And then second centre back, we say Saliba. So we're happy with Van Dyke and Saliba. Saliba yeah. as the centre back. I was looking at it. I'm just saying, Canate starts ahead of Saliba for the French team. Oh, so. <laughs> Not being funny, Calvin Phillips still gets picked for England and Harry Maguire plays. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, right, you got you right, there, you got you there. You got you there. All right, you got me. Left back. Robbo. It's going to be Robinson, isn't it? Robbo. I'm not going to lie, Robinson. All right, day. Okay. Cool. Okay. I think now we're going to get contentious. <laughs> are we just doing... So that's mid- one Arsenal player so far out of five positions. Yeah. Yeah. Are we just doing midfield three or are we going DM? Are we doing specifics? How do you, how do you want to do this? DM and two centimetres. Yeah. Okay. DM, two... It has to be Rice. Rice and the Hands down. I'm happy with Rice. Send the mids. Send the mids. This is where it gets. No, it's not really technical. I'm I'm going, I'm I'm just going to say Thiago has to be one of them. What? No. A fully fit Thiago. Fully fit. Remember? We've seen fully fit Thiago. It's been all right. It hasn't been anything spectacular. So you're telling me you think. Because the second one for me. We're not talking about Bayern Thiago, you know. We're not talking about Bayern Thiago. We're talking about Liverpool Thiago. Man's acting like Liverpool Thiago wasn't so, doing so bits. I'm just, I'm <laughs> just saying, right. my second midfielder would be Odegaard. Are you trying to tell me that you've got two centre midfielders better than Thiago? Yeah. Who? Who's the second one? Yeah. And you know, actually, for no, no, me, no, 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 Interesting. Because yeah. I think McAllister's been played out of position, sorry. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And we're yeah. not seeing the best of him. Because actually, I felt he had a better World Cup than um, Fernandes. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that. So well, I'd still put Thiago. I, yeah. I, I, like I said, Thiago at Bayern and Thiago at Liverpool are two different. But he you've plays seen, nice passes, but nah. You've seen the glimpse. Okay, so I'm going with you. Thiago and Edegaard. You're saying Edegaard and... McAllister. McAllister. Okay, so Odegaard's in. Yeah, Odegaard's in. Rice is in. Rice is in. Rice is in. And on a majority um, majority rules, Thiago's in. It's two yeah. to one. Fair. I hear that, I hear that. Yeah? I agree, but... <laughs> but we'll know, we'll, yeah. we'll know that yeah. McAllister was your choice. I think you've okay. got to put this one out. So, so we we done this in, our, in the group chat already, and we gave grace for Saka, right? Are we giving grace for Saka here? No. <laughs> Saka over Salah? No, no, no. No, no. So in terms of moving him to no, accommodate him? No, 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 no. Oh, I don't no, agree with that. I don't no, agree no. with that. All right, no, cool. No. So <laughs> right wing, Salah. Salah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to let, throw let, your bone. Let the goalkeeper, let's just move on. Yeah, I tried to throw your bone. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're, gonna be, we're playing it like, that's why I said, when he, when he mentioned VVD, I'm saying, VVD, you don't play right. Van Dijk don't play oh, right. Okay. So that's all right, all right. So I'm basing it on... Fair enough. Yeah. So that's how I based it on. So it's got to be Salah. Van Dijk. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, Salah. Okay, yep. so up top. 
That's to be uh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus or Havertz? No, Jesus, Jesus. No one Ketia? Bro. Okay, so here's where it's really techie. Who's going left wing? It's got to be Martinelli. Over Diaz. 100% over Diaz. So if you look at this season and numbers, they're both not doing what they can do in it. But if, if we're looking at performances, I think Martinelli has been performing. Like, he just hasn't been getting the numbers. He's been terrorizing the fullback. He's been getting in inside and making the runs inside. Unfortunately, he hasn't got the goals to represent or to reflect the performances, should, should I say. But what's the, for me, I don't see, I see Diaz, what do I see for, I don't see anything else from Diaz. I don't see him really terrorizing the fullbacks, t- making a pass, nothing. Forgot about Diogo Jota up top. Nah. Nah. Mm. No. He's a better goal threat than his. Yeah, he's arguing. No. He's a better goal threat. No, but no, but I'm just saying get, forgot about it. Yeah, but I, I, this is like kind of the thing that kind of frustrates me with football at times at the moment because we, we're using numbers to justify it over, over, over actual yeah. ability. It's not and to, a clear. It, yeah. It, numbers will be ruling out loads of guys every day of the week. You see what I'm saying? But, yeah. Let him have Martinelli. It's fine. <laughs> cool, no, it's interesting. Yeah. You want yeah, you're, you're giving him Martinelli yeah, over yeah, Diaz. Yes, you can't. Ah, yeah, we're definitely yeah. putting this one up for votes. So. Yeah, yeah, we can, yeah, we can do that. We can do that. Yeah. Um, right, just re- just go to the other fixtures taking place. So on, <clears throat> excuse me, on Thursday you've got Crystal Palace v Brighton. They call it a derby. I have no idea why they call it a derby, but it it's is insane. Yes. <laughs> Um, Aston Villa playing Sheffield United, so Aston Villa could yep. maintain. Yeah, I think yeah, Aston yeah. Villa could go top. Yeah, Aston Villa could go top if, if results go their way. So if they win that game, they go top regardless. Wow. So, yeah, interesting. I'm sure that hasn't happened for a while. Um, and then we've got West Ham v Manchester United at the Olympic Stadium. I see a West Another Ham tricky winning, one you know. for Man United. Fulham v Burnley. Luton, Newcastle, <clears throat> Manchester City, Brentford postponed because Manchester City are playing in the Club World Cup. Club World Cup. Got Nottingham Forest v Bournemouth, Tottenham v Everton. We said that should be a good game, and we've got Wolves v Chelsea on the Boxing Day to round off round eighteen fixtures. So yeah, some festive football to look forward to. Um, and as I mentioned at the top, um, it's been announced today that the World Club Cup has been <laughs> reformatted. So as we know, at the, at the minute, it's taking place. What usually happens is those from like the lesser, the lesser confederations, is that what they are? Yeah, confederations. Mm-hmm. They kind of do knockouts to play either the European champions yeah. or the South American champions in the semifinal, go through to the final. Um, it's now going to be 32 teams. So a full World Cup. <laughs> 32 teams played across 29 days. What? And the first one taking place in June 2025. From the 15th of June to the 13th of July. Crazy. Wait, so what? There will be 12 representatives from Europe. And those who have been confirmed are Chelsea, Real Madrid, and Man City of the last three previous European Cup <laughs> winners. Wow. Yeah. So wait, hold on. So how does this work then? So 
The World Cup is the following year. So it's taking place in America. So I kind of see them. And the Euros is when? It'll be two years after the World Cup, right? So, no, so the Euros, Euros is 24. So this tournament's taking place in 25. So it's the gap. So the year that you so what about, have off. What about, what about international qualifiers? No, but it's, no, July, it's in August, the summer. It's June, in the summer. June to July. It's June oh, to yeah. July. Yeah, yeah. Wait. <laughs> yeah, like, so that, that, it is. So there's still no order. break. There's still no break for these well, clubs. No, yeah. but you know what's going to happen? City's just going to put out their youngsters. Yeah, and, and, and rightly so. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> there's still no break for these teams. And if, we've seen youngsters. all the injuries. Uh, they're not going to put out the youngsters the whole way through. It's a club World Cup. Yeah, yeah. No, you're you, right. you don't need a 32-team That's crazy, man. Um, but what they have said, there'll be a mandatory three-day break between games, so you can't play. Yeah. I mean, that's wow. why it's it takes just, so it's long. It's just, uh, do you know what? The love of money, yeah. honestly. The love of money. Yo, yeah. it's killing people, man. So, yeah, that got announced today. There'll be more details around that as time goes on, I'm sure. I know Pep and whoever's going to yeah. be in charge at um, Real Madrid not going to be happy about that. But... Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be happy too, but... FIFA want the want the money in it, so yeah. Just want to say thanks to Adrian for stepping in today. Yeah, thank you. Sir. Done really well. Thanks Might have to me. make this a regular appearance. Yes, you, yes. Uh, we we, we were talking about bringing on regular, um, you know, co-hosts. Yeah, and uh, there are a few we have in mind, and I think uh, Mr. Locksmith is a. Uh, putting ring, a good performance. Yeah, ringing the hat, isn't it? Yeah, he's putting a good performance. Yeah. So yeah, that's the end of today's show. As I said at the start, please like, subscribe, comment. All appreciated. Helps the algorithm and all that good stuff. So until next week, peace. Peace. Peace.